Welcome to the Marvel Evolution Show with myself, Andy Stead. And I'm Jarian Gibson. And I'm Alex Stroud. And you may have seen that we have got a new intro. We have got a new name. We've got a new uh, focus, I guess. Uh, we're going to diversify a little bit. So we've gone for a bit of a rebranding. We're going down uh, a, a slightly new route, but still with the same essence. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But before we get started, Jarian, how are you? Doing pretty good, you know, just going through, getting the stuff done. And, you know, it's actually nice here today. It's been nice this weekend. It's supposed to be nice tomorrow. So been doing a lot outside. Lovely. Nice to get outside. Nice to get outside. Uh, Alex, how are you? Good, good. Been a little bit disappointed today. Bought a new Funko and broke it, like I was telling you guys before the show. So a little bit disappointed in that. But, you know, it happens, I guess. And is this is this another reason to just sort of be an inbox collector? Yeah, I guess I was thinking about this earlier and I was like, man, I should, I'm really like cursing all these people that like tell me to take these things out of the boxes, <laughs> you know, but like at the same time, like I do like to take some of them out of the boxes. Like, it's not like I have like hundreds of them out of the boxes. I've maybe got like maybe 60 of them out of the box, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It's not really a lot, I guess. So, but it's just weird. It's the second one with these stands where they're like floating that mm -hmm. they tip over and the stand just breaks right off the back of it. And I'm like, why does this keep happening? Like the, you know. the, that, I think there's a weak point there. My, um, uh, start, uh, T'Challa as Star-Lord or as yeah. Yeah. My T'Challa as Star-Lord done that. It just fell over once just the normal fall. It didn't fall off a shelf. It just sort of fell over onto the shelf and it broke straight away. Mm -hmm. And then it's the tiniest little bit of plastic to try and fit back together yeah but um but as you say these things happen sometimes and you got to think of all the other times that things are falling over and they're, and funko's like dominoes don't they like once one falls over they all start falling over and it's like yeah, a it's like trying to catch them all <laughs> <laughs> i feel do you ever feel do you ever feel like spider when you're trying to catch him do you feel like spider-man like toby Maguire's spider-man in that scene in the um in the canteen at school where he's trying to catch all the things on the train. Yeah, because as they're falling, I'm like, all right, which ones are the ones that are going to break and which ones aren't? <laughs> and, like, I'm trying to grab the ones that aren't going to, you know, that are going to be, like, broken when the stand hits the ground or something, you know? But, yeah. <laughs> which one can you catch with your foot? Which one yeah. can you... <laughs> which one can you... Blow. <laughs> yeah, which one can you try and sort of hump into the shelf or something to try and catch it in your belly or something? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. I don't know somebody else's. So, so I'm going to guess that's Jamie. My T'Challa did the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, as always, guys, if you're listening live, if you're watching live and you want to chip chirp in on the conversation, please do chuck us a message. Um, you know, give us your initials as well so we know who's talking. Um, but yeah, so let, let's real before quick, we get oh go on, Joe. Also, too, if you're watching on Twitter, because we're getting more and more people watching on Twitter, we can't see the chat, so if you want to be involved, uh, head over to Twitch or um, YouTube or Trovo or come and join our Facebook group. <laughs> or, or anywhere, almost, yeah. but it's hard to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, let, let's, let's, let's go in and talk about this name change. So we, we discussed it, didn't we, a little while ago. Do we want to just stick to 
Marvel news. We've had a couple of takeover weekends. We had the DC takeover weekend where we had um, uh, Paul join us from DC World. We had our Star Wars takeover weekend where we had um, Becca join us from Tarkin's Top Shelf. Um, and we quite like Diversify. And we've got, we've got interest in lots of different fandoms. Obviously, we love Marvel. We will continue to love Marvel and we'll talk about that. But there's lots of different stuff out there that we can talk about. Um, and, you know, this rebranding that we've decided to go down, Comics Evolved, is um is is something that we spoke about, and I think Alex, you said it, didn't you? Most of these things have come from comics at one point. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's like you know, uh, comics have been kind of this revolving door of a lot of characters that, in a lot of media, characters end up in comics in some way. I mean, like, I mean, there's a comic of Batman fighting the Predator. Back to the Future have <laughs> comics. You know, Rick and Morty have comics. I mean, like, just different various things across media often end up in comic books or at least referenced in comic books so um you know it's it's funny how much i guess is in comics that people don't realize actually is and and that's exactly what the name is saying isn't it the name is saying that these things you know we we've evolved comics evolved they evolve into cartoons they evolve into tv shows they evolve into movies they evolve into other forms of art and and things other things go from those forms of art into comics as well so there's lots of lots of movement between the two um or, or between the mediums so um yeah that's where this rebranding's come from and uh, we're going to be doing some uh, some work on the show on uh, on the banners and stuff aren't we jaren and we've got uh, some new intros coming and some new new graphics and a new page as well that's going to be started Yeah, that's coming soon. Yeah, so the page is going to be back up. Actually, a new page. So the old page that was taken down will be gone. And we'll have a new page. And you notice that we have no text on the show today. I took everything off just to keep it clean. And we'll have all that added back once we get the everything done with rebranding. That's going to be across, you know, Twitch, Twitter, Trovo, Instagram, all the YouTube, all the places. You, you see YouTube has already been updated uh, with a new name. And everything else will be getting updated this week. So next Sunday's show, we should be all new branding. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've got some lots of Marvel news to get. Well, I said lots of Marvel news. We've got some Marvel news to get through this week. We're going to um, diversify into a couple of other bits this week. But next week's going to be the real start of our new sort of Comics Evolved format. Um, I know Alex has got a couple of little bits that he's looking at maybe bringing up some new little videos. Um, and we've got some uh, some features on the page that we're hoping to bring you guys. Um, and obviously the groups are all going to stay the same. We're still going to have our Marvel focus group. We're still going to have our DC focus group and our Star Wars focus group. Um, but we're going to open some of our channels to being allowed to talk about lots more stuff. Also, um, too, um, we're going to have another takeover weekend. Uh, you know, we've, we always talk about the boys weekend. So probably when the new season starts, we should probably do that boys takeover weekend then yeah sure i reckon i reckon if we do a nice takeover weekend before that and then we can talk about that series every week as it comes out yep Lovely. um i do have something i did break something though so remember i told you before i was not gonna buy any more funkos yes i i broke down and bought a couple things uh -huh. so the first one i bought i bought moon yes. girl i couldn't resist that one and then i also got the devil dinosaur, devil dinosaur Dude, as well that one is sweet yeah so it's, it's pretty good size and for the size comparison here yeah see how huge. big it is yeah and then i bought one more thing too is i bought the the popcorn helmet 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. nice. From AMC, from Quantumania. I'm not going to put popcorn in it. This thing holds, I think it's like 100 and something ounces of popcorn. 130 <laughs> ounces of popcorn, which I'm not going to put popcorn in it. The cool thing was that the, the eyes light up, so that's, cool. <clears throat> that's going to go on the shelf behind me once I get all my stuff in my office rearranged and how I want to redecorate with all the Lego stuff too as well. So you'll see that in the background at some point. That's awesome. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm, I haven't bought any new stuff this week. I've been too busy to buy new stuff this week, to be totally honest. <laughs> but um, I, I've been reading a little bit more of uh, Reckoning War, which is one of the latest stories that Marvel brought out. And it's um, it's an interesting story. Uh, it's all about the Watchers. I don't know, have you, have you read it? Mm-hmm. So it's it's about the Watchers and some of their technology that has been used by these, um, these people called the Reckoning. And uh, they've got hold of the Watchers, the ancient Watcher technology, and they're sort of laying waste to the galaxy uh, all at once. Um, Reed gets the the, the knowledge of the Watchers, um, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite good introducing me to, to sort of um, some concepts that I've and some places that I've never seen in comics before. Um, I haven't read everything. It's almost impossible to have read everything, so you're always going to pick up on new stuff. But uh, something I did pick up on is how, um, in this particular moment in time in the comics, how powerful Johnny Storm is. He he seems to have got a uh, a bit of a power boost, and um, uh, I think Doom done something to him uh, to to sort of almost magnify his power, amplify his power a little bit. And but he he never he can't flame off, so he's just always flame on. Um, and he's super powerful in this, um, so this is this is quite cool, um, and it's it's one of the latest stories as well. And um, yeah, so I was interested to see that because they brought the Fantastic Four back, didn't they, and brought them back in, uh, renewed their their life. So yeah, that's quite um, it's quite an interesting story at the moment. I'm only about halfway through it, so I still got lots to read. I'll but, check uh, that out. Yeah, yeah, it's a new. It's before Judgment Day because Judgment Day is the latest big event. Big, big crossover event isn't it and reckoning more is just before that it's like early part of 2022 i think judgment day was the latter part of 22 um but yeah it's um it's a good story so far it's a good story i, I saw that there was a uh, new cosmic ghost rider story coming out too as well and uh what i was reading it seems like frank castle will be fighting another version of himself as cosmic ghost rider so that'll be interesting to see that, how that you know would be oh, it will be I don't know why when you said Cosmic Ghost Rider, Space Unicorn jumped in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> you know the Space Unicorn? That old mm-hmm. song, you know? I don't know why. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you what else I've been watching as well, if nobody has been watching that. The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. If, if you could cook uh, up with The Last of Us. I haven't mm-hmm. watched it yet. I've heard about it. And I, I heard they show part of Kansas City where I live. Um, we're kind of, you know... Uh, an abandoned Kansas City screenshot, you know, thing. So I, I got to check it out and see what that's all about. That must be really interesting to see your own city as an abandoned yeah. city and something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yesterday we were playing uh, disc golf yesterday with my brother-in-law and we were driving through downtown and he goes, they were talking about that in the car and he goes, it was shot right down there in the West Bottoms. The West Bottoms is a part of downtown Kansas City where, you know, like the old Kemper Arena is, the train yards and that kind of stuff, all the haunted right. houses are. And they shot all that stuff down there when they did that episode. Wow. So. I haven't said, haven't said that. Speaking about places that are, that have been depicted like that on on film or on screen, I'm guessing, Alex, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Walking Dead can't be too far. Atlanta is not too. Far. I mean, I say not too far in America's terms, not too far. Is that it's far like, from where like, you are? 
it's like six hours away from oh, me. Is it really? I mean, yeah, I mean, like uh, the funny thing is, like, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the TV show um, Outer Banks on Netflix. Yep, I know that's it. actually supposed to take place like right where I live at, like in this entire area. Everything in the show is like completely made up. Like they'll be like, "Oh, uh-huh. we're in the cut right now. There is nothing called the cut here." Like you know, <laughs> like and uh, they talk about like taking a ferry from here to like Chapel Hill, which is where like the Tar Heels are supposed to be. There is no ferry. Like you know, <laughs> there's um, not even a, there's not even water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like it's like one of those things where it's just like you know, TV shows do that little thing. But like Iron Man three was filmed here. Um, at our the docks, port. right? Yeah. Yeah. Swamp Thing was filmed here um, for DC um, at one of our big lakes, I guess, here. It's called Greenfield Lake. It literally looks like the perfect place for Swamp Thing. It's just like a (laughs) swampy area, you know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy. A lot of that stuff just goes on and you don't really realize it, you know, in the background. We had, uh, apparently, a couple of weeks ago, Tom Cruise was down the road from us doing some filming something. I mean, I say apparently he was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, God knows what he was filming. But uh, yeah, it, like you say, it happens and you don't know I, that it's happening. I, I used to work in the building that was literally like a hundred feet from where they filmed that scene where Tony Stark comes like with all the people out of Air Force One and saves them before they go in the water where they drop them in the water. They're all monkeys. That was, yeah, that was done in our like river here. Nice. So, ah. yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, but yeah, Last of Us. It's it's very good. Apparently, it's almost. I mean, I don't know anything about the game. I never played the game, Um, but a friend of mine has played the game. hasn't watched the show. Told me about the beginning of the game, and I said that is almost identical to the show. So they're they're being very very true to the game. So um, from what I understand, but um, the show is very good. Pedro Pascal is very good, and um, the the young girl is is excellent. And um, episode three is possibly one of the best episodes of tv i've watched of anything for a long time better than the walking dead um again i suppose better you know better it's it's not the same it's Mm -hmm. not and you know what actually bringing up walking dead it's not really a zombie show i mean they're not zombies anyway they're they're like well they kind of are but they're not zombies like that um but it's not really a zombie show it's not really about the zombies at all I was I was having this discussion with somebody today where I literally was talking about this show and I was literally like it's a zombie show and I was like well it's literally not a zombie show but they're basically <laughs> zombies and they're like yeah I know what you mean and I was like yeah yeah it's, but they're, it's they're not really in it's it different yeah, yeah they're not really in it very much I mean in that episode three that third episode I don't don't the one that I'm saying is very good I don't think you see any at all mm-hmm. um, but it's very good it's about the people. Mm-hmm. which i mean like i feel like that was like the ultimate point about the walking dead which was like the zombies were like the first wave of the problem the second problem were like the factions that formed because of the zombies you know of yeah, people sure. and it's the real problem is how humanity deals not with the zombies but with humanity hmm. yeah sure and and i think there's there's only so much of that you can do which is why it kind of needed to end when it ended otherwise they're just repeating the same thing over and over again you're like oh here's a new group oh, and they're evil as well and we're gonna but then they and... spun it off so many times you know oh. yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully these spin-offs can be something a little bit different but um are, are they still going they they're starting they're okay. starting i mean they've got the one spin-off of fear the walking dead and then we've got uh the rick and michonne show coming up there's a daryl show and then a uh, maggie and negan where they go to 
uh, New York City, which should be different as well, because to be fair, like you know, there's a, a common um, observation about Walking Dead is that they spend a lot of time walking around the woods. They spend all of their time in the woods, just sort of, you know, running into zombies in the woods and they're never really in an urban setting. And I mean, me personally, I love that kind of urban setting. Um, that's why I think I'm enjoying The Last of Us, because a lot of that up until this point has been in an urban setting. And it's really cool seeing those cities, you know, um, uh, sort of made post-apocalyptic. Um, but yeah, The Walking Dead spent loads of time in the in the woods when you're like, well, it could be anywhere, you know. Well, I mean, I think the thought process there is is the last place that you want to be in zombie apocalypse is in a densely populated area where there's going to be tons of zombies, you know, out in the middle of the woods. There's really not that many. So, like, season two where they go to the prison or whatever it was in The Walking Dead, you know, or season three, whichever season that was, that was kind of like, you know, they were secluded, but they still had some zombies, but it wasn't as many as, like, going to, like, Atlanta and yeah. all the zombies that were in Atlanta, you know. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, Last of Us, worth a watch. Uh, should we move on to some uh, some Marvel comic news? Yeah, a couple things in the chat here. It looks like uh, Jimmy Smith said Tetris was filmed here during lockdown. Uh, I think good. it releases soon. So mm. yeah, that's looking really without, interesting. Yeah, it looks yeah. pretty good. Uh, looks like we have oh, a fun yeah. fact here. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, before we get to the fun fact, I was just going to say, I was expecting Tetris to be a little... Do you remember um, Battleships? The Battleships movie? Yeah. <laughs> With the big things that kept coming down. Uh, when I first heard Tetris was going to be a movie, that's kind of what I had in my head. Same. Of what was it was going to yeah. be. And then when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is absolutely nothing like what I thought it was going to be. Um, so I'm quite, I'm quite looking forward to seeing that, actually. Carry on. So, uh, fun fact here from the chat from Lee. He says, the goo in Ant-Man 3 is an old Native American ceremony. It's turd and shrooms. So, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to read more about that. Drink the goo. Yeah. <laughs> Drink the goo, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. Um, what have we got news-wise, news Jorian? Yeah, uh, so top of the news here. There's been some back and forth about whether Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man will return or not. Either even more speculation of that lookalike person who could play him, like in Secret Wars during King Dynasty or whatever. You know, and I still maintain if they bring Iron Man back, you know, just have him the face mask on, don't need to show his face, you know, any of that kind of stuff. But Stephen Broussard, the producer for Marvel, has addressed this. Um, he says, Well, I think one of the meta narratives of Phase Four was about new characters. It was about new people stepping into mantles. If you look at it, like Cassie Lang in Quantumania getting a suit and Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, new characters being introduced like Jack and Werewolf by Night. After these first 10 years of Marvel storytelling, torches are being passed, like with Robert Downey Jr. no longer being on the table and stuff like that. So it was kind of like a new generation stepping to, to the forefront, which again has always happened in the comics. So that was that was his way of saying that he's not coming back or he's just yep. not here at the moment. Or... It's it sounds like it. So, I mean, I think it would be kind of cool. I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but um, Iron Man finds out at one point that he actually has a brother named mm. Arno Stark. Mm. And uh, I think it'd be kind of cool to just find out that there's maybe a long lost Stark out there somewhere, maybe or maybe Tony across the multiverse isn't always Tony. Maybe Arno is you know, Tony in another universe or something. Yep. Like that. Be, be kind of a cool spin to put on things. 
and maybe that could be the look like that we saw reported. But maybe that's Arno. They'll mm-hmm. be in the MCU, not Tony. So mm-hmm. I quite, I still always like the idea. If anybody was clever enough and forward thinking enough to upload their consciousness to a to an AI, it was Tony Stark. Well, uh, and Jarvis was always interacting with him since like 2008 and before that point too. So like you know, like it was always like reading him, picking up how to interact with him, so it would know how he would be. So so there's an episode of Black Mirror where mm-hmm. that happens with uh, I think it's Donald Gleason in it and it might be Emily Blunt in it I'm not sure I don't it, I'm not sure it's definitely Donald Gleason um and he dies but basically the, the the wife his wife um look go on this one Hilly Atwell is it Hayley Atwell yeah, yeah I'm not sure yeah, I'm not I think sure. it's, I can't I think remember it's called Hilly Atwell yeah I think it's the episode you're talking about go ahead right. it's definitely Donald Gleason I know that for a fact but it's it's um I can't remember who the female was in it but the the so the wife goes on and finds um a, like a website where what exactly what you just said there alex it's it reads what you're what you've typed online like what you've typed on social media or what you've sort of all of the stuff about you and then you can text it and it texts back as the deceased person based on their habits on social media and the way that they text and the little mannerisms that they use yeah and mm-hmm. then it says and then it keeps getting in contact with her and says oh would you like to upgrade to our next level package and then the next level package is like it will like play the voice so it leaves like voice notes and things like this and then um the next level package is it's uh, it makes a face so it makes like an ai face and it can talk to you and it can but and then so there's there's a sweet spot right in the program where it says oh um uh oh i can't answer that question i haven't been programmed to answer that question um and then and then it goes on really silly where basically she turns up and he turns up he's like an android and it's a bit weird but my point is is that you know that could happen that tony could have done that he could have uploaded his memory into a into a bank somewhere and i think if we got tony start back i think that's the only way that i'd be happy with having Mm -hmm. him back otherwise his death would be that's my dog. If you couldn't hear him bark, <laughs> um, he's gonna bark crazy now. So I'll let somebody else talk while you go. But yeah, he was. Um, that's the only way I think I'd be happy with it. Which I think it's funny because we've seen Ultron in the MCU actually like say things that Tony Stark would say, like that one line where he's like, you know, sometimes to make an omelet you have to crack a few eggs or whatever. Or the, or the, and, rich, the rich comment line, yeah. And Tony's literally like, "Ooh, he beat me to it by like two seconds or whatever," because it's like th- that Ultron is like partly partly Tony Stark. It's got part of his personality, sort of, kind of in it. So, like, I mean, you could very well, like, I feel like we've already sort of seen that on screen a little bit, you know? So, maybe, like, that wouldn't be too far to say that maybe we could see something like that down the road with Tony Stark just being an AI. Well, there's even that rumor I posted to the group about um, where it looked like when he was addressing Morgan at his at the end of Endgame and he turned to look at her and said, I love you 3000, you know, type thing, that he was already AI then. And that, that's how he was addressing her directly. And, you know, we talked about before, he, he could be Riri's AI, like in the comics, come back mm-hmm. as that. You know, if they get Morgan involved in the future, he could be come back as Morgan's AI. Maybe she's the replacement. You know, so one of these universities, it's Morgan Stark. His daughter was a genius and not as much him. So there's all kinds of ways they could do this. 
I just want to see the AI that they think is Tony Stark turn out to be Ultron. Ultron. <laughs> and just be like, Ooh. one day, just like, go red and be like, well, congratulations. Thank you for all your help. Now you've completed my plan and set my plan in motion. You have now helped Ultron. And Ooh, that's good. Yeah, and everybody would be like, what? And it would be so perfect if that was like for something to involve with, I don't know, the Young Avengers or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Jonathan Majors also addressed uh, about Tony Stark as well. I would love to be across from him on screen to see how our philosophies, acting-wise, character-wise, just personality match up. You know, I find him to be such a fascinating artist, which is why Iron Man is so fascinating. His portrayal of Iron Man is so fascinating, and he represents a very clear worldview and energy of the Avengers. And I think Kang represents a different era. It'd be really interesting to see uh to uh, uh to see t uh, those two kind of come together and have a bit of a conversation so um go ahead alex Bring me on. Uh, i i was just gonna say it's it's really interesting for me to think about like all the technology that we will eventually find out in the mcu that this i guess kang and his variants have built on from the past that we've already seen from Stark Industries and stuff like that. So I'm, I feel like there's got to be ties to things like maybe even Reed Richards in the past on technology, you know. So a lot even? Yeah, I mean, like, feel like he's got little ties everywhere across, you know, all of history, so. And and with the, with the post credit scene in Quantumania, they do, um, you know, introduce Victor Timely, who could have family across you know, different generations doing the same thing. We still don't know who that special buyer in Ant-Man the Wasp was buying for and where he was getting stuff from. So mm -hmm. there's still some mystery out there about, about some of that as well. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see some amazing um, live action retcon going on over the next sort of year or two. You know, we're going to, we're going to see these, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to see these things pop up in places that we've seen you know in scenes that we've seen and we're like ah oh, okay so that you know they were they were involved in that were they mm. or just even like a flashback story like when they did the winter soldier about how he intervened over the years to, to course correct mm. things when zola was telling that story a similar story like that told by a kang variant. with kang yes yeah mm -hmm. so that'd be pretty cool to see that would be. um nova news uh peyton reed wants to direct the project he said um, but also too, I told you about last week on our news that they kind of leaked that Nova is in development as a Disney plus project, uh, based on how they're, they're changing thing with Disney plus. Um, there's a another rumor here as well. Tom Holland will be one of the lead Avengers in Kang dynasty and secret wars with Spider-Man four coming out in between. Now there's been a lot of chatter that they've, they're kind of fast tracking Spider-Man four and Dr. Strange three to be out before secret Wars, So it sounds like they will be big parts um, of this saga for the multiverse saga before we get the secret wars. Okay. So, yeah, I um, did you have any more news on Nova, or was it just uh, that? there was just that there was two things I, th I thought I could, it looks like I combined those together in my notes. So that was it for Nova. Okay. But yeah, but yeah, I, like um, he, he's interested to to direct the project. So. <clears throat> I'm surprised, it, you know, looking, we, we were talking the other day, weren't we, about the amount of content that's been released and the amount of things that have got a show or, or have been rumored to have had a show or started production or been thought about. 
And to still not have Nova, I think at this stage, he's like, with all these other things coming out, you're like, what's going on? Like, when, when are we going to get Nova? Like, this, surely we should have had Nova by now. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they they set up the perfect opportunity with the fall of Xandar, too, with Thanos going, and, and they were like, oh, we're not even going to show you how he got the Power Stone. So, I mean, like, you know, they could easily make that a very, like, short 45-minute special presentation, like, have, like, one Nova be like, I'm going to avenge us, and then go to only find out Thanos has already been killed, and then just be, like, on a mission, you know? like. I mean, and... it's actually been 10 years now, hasn't it, since mm -hmm. the first Guardians? Guardians mm -hmm. one was 20, 2012. It's been ten years that since they've been they've been teasing us Nova for for ten years, and they could even you know right here I was ready to say this I've been saying this before a, a tease at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy three they could have shown like a screen cap of him or just uh like the the second post credit scene of just you know him like glowing or something like that and that's it or his helmet or his eyes or something and then give us that same project special presentation of you know the destruction of Xander him becoming Nova, that kind of stuff. And then we get him showing up somewhere else because we know at the end of Guardians, there's going to be a new Guardians team. He could be on that potentially, depending on which, which Nova they go with, um, Rick Ryder or Sam Alexander. Um, but if he goes to the Guardians team, though, because I wouldn't be surprised if Adam Warlock ends up on the new Guardians team as well. Is that two, two heavy, overpowered people on the same mm -hmm. team that have both Nova and Adam Warlock on the same Guardians team? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I feel like Adam Warlock's going to end up in this situation, and I hate to say it like this, but like kind of like the Black Bolt and human situation where at the end of this movie, Adam Warlock's going to be still kind of like that shocked little child, you know, kind of just like doesn't really understand what's going on, and he's just going to fly off and disappear. I can see that too. And he's just gonna just come back in the middle of something, and everybody's gonna like have almost forgotten about Adam Warlock for a little while, and then he'll just make his reappearance. It's It'll like, be like that Captain Marvel moment in the in-game final battle, where you know something's in the atmosphere. You know, it'll be yeah. something like that. I guarantee during like Secret Wars or Kang Dynasty, something like that will happen where he just shows up, kicks some butt, and they and helps save the day, probably. Yeah, mm -hmm. potentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, just getting back to the Nova thing. Um, and uh, and talking about the destruction of Xandar, um, we've spoken about it quite a lot, haven't we? Like um, those flashback scenes, and this, and, and we, I know we harp on about it all the time. But one of the best things about the movie, or uh, you know, Wolverine Origins, was that opening credit scene. Um, and to be fair, there's been a few movies that have done good opening credit scenes, and, uh, and that's kind of a swear word when Jarians were out. But Black Widow had a great opening credit scene, and mm -hmm. it, it, you know, or scenes. Uh, sequence let's call it and and i feel that maybe the destruction of xandar because we don't do we really need to see a big long drawn out battle maybe but i think a good sort of five minutes at the beginning would be a good way to bring that in alex you, you definitely want to say so i can see it in your face well no i i just i think it's weird because it's like we got teased about adam warlock like a lot later than we did nova but yet we're getting adam warlock before we get nova like, and so it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, yeah, we don't need to see Xandar, like, get played out on screen, like, where it's being destroyed, but, like, you could totally see, like, a burned down, like, destroyed Xandar, like, one of them, like, climb out of the rubble, go looking, realize that he's the last of the Nova, goes and gets, like, you know, the power of the Nova, and then goes off on his mission, and this could be, like, just, like, a 
an origin story, plain and simple. Like we don't mm. need anything too crazy, you know. Or, no. or like, or like here from the chat, you know, John C. Riley crashing on Earth. John C. Riley crashing anywhere, right? We could just mm-hmm. see him trying. Maybe his family gets killed in the in the in the conflict with Thanos, and we see him trying to you know, escaping. His family gets killed during the escape plan. He gets out by himself. He crashes somewhere, and then that's that gave me the post credit scene for Guardians of the Galaxy three. Something like what's that. The, what's the helmet called? Is it the world? The world mind, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm sure I the helmet. Yeah, right there, the, the world so. mind in the Nova helmet. It's <clears> called the world <throat> mind. I'm sure of it. After I'm gonna I'm gonna find it out because I want to make sure that I'm right. All right, let me go back to the rumor now. While we're, are we still on Nova? Let me go back to that rumor. Um, so I kind of skipped that over fast, but yeah, the rumor is that Tom Holland will be one of the lead Avengers featured in King Dynasty and Secret Wars with Spider-Man 4 coming out in between. And like I said, there's been a lot of chatter that they're fast-tracking Spider-Man 4 and Doctor Strange 3 to have them big parts of this saga before we get to Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have, more, I have more stuff about King Dynasty coming up, but that wasn't my order of notes there, so. Yeah, he's still young, isn't he? Peter. Yeah, yeah. Not, just, not just in age, but in experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether I mean, he can lead. Can he lead? I mean, unless that piece of symbiote that got left over after No Way Home, you know, has a deal to, to play in this too. Maybe him getting the Venomized suit and him, you know, is a part of that or, or something. But there's got to be a reason why they're doing some kind of fast track for him being a lead in, in, the, in the Avengers, right? He was also entrusted with everything of, of Tony Stark's as well. So, you know. Which... Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be strange because it's like nobody's going to remember him, so he's going to have to rebuild relationships with everybody that he knew prior. He's going to have to, like, show everybody that he's got leadership qualities and and things like that, you know? So it's like he's kind of starting on fresh footing here. I mean, he's kind of back to square one almost, you know? Maybe that's why he's a wild card in this situation because maybe that spell that Doctor Strange did, nobody knows who he is. Not even Kang variants across the multiverse. So... That could be to their, you know, advantage of no one knowing who he is. There's no way to kind of corrupt him or, or go after him. Um, let me see from the chat here. Surely then we'll see him pop up before that then. More than just Spider-Man 4, Daredevil, Deadpool. Yeah, and I won't be surprised if we do see him somewhere else. Um, last week, I think I talked about it. Was it this week out in the notes or was it last week? One second before I say this because I don't want to get too ahead of myself again. It was the world mind, by the way, while okay. you were working that one out. Yeah. So I'll address where he could show up again. I'm not going to talk about it right now because I have something in my notes later on about that. But yeah, Daredevil or Deadpool makes sense too as well. But there's a specific project he's already being talked about showing up in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Vision Quest. Uh, it sounds like or reportedly begins shooting in 2024. Vivian and Victor Mancha will be inter- included. Remember, Victor Ooh. Mancha is the son of Ultron, I believe, if I remember correctly. And Vivian is Vision's daughter. Mm. So Is he going to make himself a family? It, it sounds like. It also sounds like this is going to set up the West Coast Avengers, too, as well. Um, from what the chatter's been. But, yeah. so hmm. Maybe some potential armor wars, wars connections there, you know? Possibly. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still really interested to see where that, what route they take go down with armor wars. I really am. I'm, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're calling it right. Is it? I think it's going to adapt. I still don't see, think they really know what they're going to do with it. You know what? I wonder if we see a Spider-Man show up in that in series because 
again, he had Edith. He kind of let Edith into the hands of Mysterio, got Edith back. I still wonder what kind of access Peter has to Stark Tech as well. Is there any back doors he still has access to? And, you know, he, know, he knows of Rhodey. He knows that Rhodey was, you know, good friends with, with Tony. I wonder if we could see Spider-Man show up in Armor Wars. I think I think Armor Wars is going to end up kind of relating back to that one line in Iron Man in the very first movie where Obadiah Stane says to Tony, you tried to rid the world of weapons and you ended up giving it its best one. Yep. And I think that's kind of like the arms race that we're going to end up here with Armor Wars of we're going to have like multiple people who now have this technology. I mean, back in Iron Man 2, they were already projecting that it was like 15 years out or something that other yep. countries are going to be like in the realm of making Iron Man tech. And he's like making fun of like, oh, yeah, other countries. Yeah. And nowhere close for Hammer Tech, but other countries. Yeah. And, you know, like, we're kind of now at that point where, like, other countries now have alien technology. They now have, like, other different forms of weapons. And Vibranium, you know, has become, like, a world issue and suddenly known about, like, everybody's making an arms race right now for something. And also, too, the fallout from Secret Invasion is going to be a play in this, too, as well. Yeah, yeah 100%, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny you said that, Alex, because I was talking to my family uh, uh, this weekend, just gone... Um, my son done a, a, a it wasn't it wasn't a cosplay he dressed up for work basically there as having a kid's uh, bonanza at the at the gym that he works at and uh, he, he dressed up as uh, miles morales from um into the spider-verse and uh, it's a great costume but anyway we started talking about cosplays right and i said i think now so we was looking at some iron man cosplays online and people are 3d printing these suits mm -hmm. and they look amazing and amazing. just in it, and such a short amount of time, and I mean, ten years. I mean, ten years ago, people in uh, cosplaying as Iron Man, you either had one person who might have been way ahead of the curve, or other people that were just making things out of, you know, cardboard boxes. Where now you're getting these incredible suits, and I don't, it, you know, you can see it. You you go to the the beach and you see the guys with the water cannon things where they're flying a little bit, and I, I, wasn't there a the, the Portuguese cup final or something the soccer cup final they flew the ball in a guy flew the ball in on a hovercraft and yeah you know, 15 years ago this stuff didn't even exist and it's kind of like mirroring what you're saying there alex like in the mcu all of these different places have got all this new tech now so there is a bit of a, a, a race going on and it's almost like reflecting real life now you know like people can almost make an iron man suit <laughs> Especially with mm. 3D printing, because you can 3D print a lot of stuff. Like, there's guys yeah. I see on Instagram who make all kinds of stuff, because I was looking for a Taskmaster helmet, and there's a, some pretty cool ones out there. So, I think 3D printing has accelerated a lot of this. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. I mean, there was a guy that I was watching not long ago. He had made, like, an Iron Man suit, and on his back, he had the flight stable stabilizers, and they would actually move up and down. Oh, come out. Like, and it was just, like, a nice touch, because he would be standing there, and they would just yeah you know just change and everything and it's very cool nice nice but yeah so uh <laughs> cosplay wars and armor wars <laughs> yeah uh next uh project loki season two jonathan majors <laughs> is set to appear in at least three episodes and we will see a few different variants in this we already got the hint of victor timely um in the second post credit scene uh for basically a, a, a promo of loki season two um, we know that in the first post credits, we did see Mr. Griffon in there, which we saw at the end of season one, uh, uh, Quang Enterprises. 
um, as well. So I bet he shows up. And then we saw all those other variants in there as well. So I wonder which other one is going to pop up in Loki Season 2. I feel like Loki Season 1, that scene with He Who Remains, kind of left us with, like, what's going to happen in the future of the MCU, where he talks about, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, if I'm not here, then all my variants come about, which we just saw in the post credit scene in Ant-Man. And then he's like, you know, first, it's like we all come together, and we're like, oh, y'all are all great. Like, we, I like you. You're fantastic. Like, da-da-da. And then they all go to war. And that's where, like, it seems like after Ant-Man, it seems like we're almost moving towards, like, some sort of war thing. So I don't know if, like, from the first season one Loki, if we're going in, like, a loop here, where, like, we're actually yeah. playing through the loop that I think he we are, remains yeah. told us yeah. about. Yeah. And we're, we haven't made it to the multiversal war yet, and we're just now getting to the point where the Kangs are about to go at war with one another. Because, like, kind of, I guess the shot heard for all the Kangs will be when Kang the Conqueror was, like, sent to maybe the Quantum Realm or something, you know? Who knows? So maybe when yeah. he dies. I like, that that, idea of that, I like that idea of the loop. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, did you guys see that theory that I posted to the group about Kang from Quantumania? About the oh, one that... that he could be uh, the Beyonder. Yes. Uh, let me find it real quick. Which, I mean, yeah. he did get sucked into that, like, quantum energy yep. device. So, you know, like, I mean, if, if it made him, like, pure quantum energy, I mean, he could very well be, like, a, a Beyonder or something, you know? Yeah, so here's the theory. Um... We got to see a new variant debut, the next MCU with the NS level threat Kang, blah, blah, blah. Hold on. Um, at the end of the movie, we saw Kang pull into the multiverse engine, appearing to have been destroyed, which I don't, like I said, I don't think he's dead. Um, after that, we saw Ant-Man thinking to himself, we did kill him, right? Whether this version of Kang is indeed the, the, the version, stupid Facebook, hold on, um, <laughs> is indeed the version that will become the next big bad. What if he was pulled into the beyond and the MCU plans to have him ultimately return as the Beyonder, probably near the end of Kang Dynasty, leading in a Secret Wars. A Kang Beyonder who's consumed with vengeance to destroy all the other variants who banished him to the Quantum Realm and destroy their timelines. Now, this indeed was the plan that the MCU was setting up. I could definitely see a Kang Beyonder being absolutely extremely dangerous, even dangerous enough to introduce the one only Doctor Doom to help the Avengers to ultimately strip him of his newfound powers as the Kang Beyonder. Why, why would they not do that? Because they basically just did that with Cross, where they basically just had him shrink and disappear, and you yep. thought that he was dead, only to bring him back, you know, in the third Ant-Man movie. So they yeah. could totally just do the same exact thing, where just at the end of this movie, instead of MODOK, you know, MODOK dies, but point. King just basically does the very same thing that happened to Cross in the first nice. Ant-Man I, why have I only just realized that? That's You're absolutely right. That's exactly what happens at the end of the first Ant-Man, and it happens again at the end of this third one. So, yeah. I wonder, though, I had a similar thought that he's not dead, but they're going to have to pull off the similar situation that Scott had to do and go into uh, that um, probability storm to get the engine and shrink it back down. They're going to have to go back in there and save this Kang, get him out. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Fight alongside him before he double crosses them and then they have a, a big showdown with this Kang variant. I think they'll need this Kang variant, the Conqueror one, to defeat everyone else first before he flips the script on them. And that's what Secret Wars is gonna be, is basically them fighting this Kang. You know, no Beyonder, but in a Beyonder like in a Beyonder type role. Yeah. Hmm. No Doom? I don't know. 
we'll see. I'm I'm still trying to see how they're going to do Doom. You know, mm-hmm. I you know I've always thought I was always hoping they would have him you know show up at the end of Wakanda Forever and either he was manipulating manipulating um, Namor or just him being there trying to get Wakanda resources with T'Challa gone type of thing. But yeah, I don't know where they're going how they're going to do Doom now. Is it Fantastic Four? Is it somewhere else? This will be a great place to do it with Secret Wars, but you know, I don't know. I would hope that they wouldn't put him in Fantastic Four. I feel like Doom has earned enough credit now that he can now be separate yeah. from them and let's get something refreshing and yeah. put him in something else. But I feel like if they don't put him as like a major spot in like a project like Secret Wars or something, and they kind of just like kind of like halfway, like kind of partially shove him in there a little bit. I feel like that would be like a disservice to Doom. So like I would kind of want him to either play like a big role or not almost, you know. I think it would almost be a disservice to the the Secret Wars title as well. Mm-hmm. To be totally yeah. honest, it, it needs him. But yeah, I I, I agree. I don't, I think he's like you said, I think he's earned he's earned he's right to be not necessarily connected to the to the Fantastic Four. Like for mm-hmm. example, we saw uh, in Moon Knight, um we saw him wake up in the Alps thing and say which Alps? Those could be the Bavarian Alps. And that could have mm-hmm. been Doom's castle right there that we saw in the background that they never touched on. And maybe Doom comes in through Moon Knight as a way to show mm-hmm. him come in and then still have him in Secret Wars. But yeah, do not tie him to Fantastic Four coming in. You psycho, yeah, Psycho Man, Puppet Master, Negative Zone, you know, those guys. But yeah, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, we're also getting the Agatha show. Who knows? I mean, Doom's mother was a witch. Maybe yep. she came across Agatha at some point in time. I mean, like, they've got all these little kind of tiny connections that they could start laying the breadcrumbs with for Doom um, in the MCU. So I think it would be really interesting to see what they do in the future. All right, to keep things on track, cause I think we're like, what, 45 minutes in now, and I got more news, so it's, uh, I'll keep rolling here. Um, Wonder Man news. Uh, there's a rumor that Fear the Walking Dead and Lovecraft Country star Demetrius Grosse is in t- is in talks to take on the iconic villainous mantle of Eric Williams' Grim Reaper. Hmm. So it looks like they're you know, which makes sense. Of, you know, him being a uh, similar background as um, Yaya because you know they're brothers, obviously, and, and so forth. So don't want to do what they did in Fantastic Four, the second remake, and you know confuse people. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, that's interesting. Also, too, um, Lauren Glazer has joined the cast as well. Stella Meggie will direct multiple episodes of the series. Um, the last rumor about the casting is that Warner Herzog is in talks to join as well. And if you know him, he's in the Mandalorian. You know, I want the child, that dude. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. he's uh, he's in talks to join the cast as well. Um, also, too. Um, there's a potential log line for this series also. Based on the character of Wonder Man, one of Marvel's oldest characters, first introduced in 1964 in the pages of Avengers number 9, known as Simon Williams, a celebrity uh, actor and stuntman. In a nutshell, it's a story of two actors struggling to make it in Hollywood of the MCU, asking the big question, what does Hollywood look like in a world where superheroes are real? And the other person we're talking about is, of course, um, Trevor is the other actor in this, because he's going to be in the series as well. Trevor, like Trevor from uh, Iron Man 3? Yeah. Okay. And from, and from Shang-Chi. Slattery. Slattery. Yeah, Trevor Slattery. Oh. Yep. So he'll be a big part of this, though, too. It seems like uh, those Wonder Man and Simon slash Trevor will be friends So in this series, and he'll be a big staple in the series as well. Hmm. I wonder what kind um, of style they're going to go with. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, maybe like sort of style of show. Like, it, how much comedy will be in there? Will, will there be any satire in there? You know, will it be? Yeah, I don't know. Bob Odenkirk's supposed to be in this, right? There's been rumors about it, but nothing confirmed yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure if he's in it, I'm sure there's probably going to be like a sarcastic, comedic kind of style to it, you know? Like, yeah. It also makes you wonder with him being with Trevor, is this Trevor before Iron Man 3, before he got sent over and Shang-Chi over into uh, into Asia? Because if so, if, this is, if they're going to flashbacks, we may see some part of the show being set in the Infinity Saga, depending on when he crosses paths with Trevor Slattery. Mm-hmm. Where what what happened to him after Shang Chi? Where where did he go? Um, that's a good question. He was part of the team there. He was still in in um in the the ancient city there at the end. I don't think in the post credits we saw anything more of that. Mm-hmm. Of what happened yeah. to him? Unless he makes his way back to Hollywood and it's present day Hollywood. But I wonder if part of the series will be in the past. Because mm -hmm. part of his like punishment with the ten rings was because he was like mocking the mandarin or whatever so that was like his only reason of being there so yep he was his jester basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> um moving on uh marvel schedule update reportedly eternals 2 shang chi 2 and doctor strange 3 have added to the marvel studios production calendar <clears throat> so there also looks hmm. like a shang chi 2 is coming as well and i That's wonder awesome. because of the ten rings and that kind of stuff what that's going to play in the multiverse saga. Mm -hmm. um, it's also rumored that multiple Kang variants will reportedly appear in Shang-Chi 2 as well. Mm. Really? Yep. Maybe uh, Mr. Griffin or something like that, maybe? Yeah. Um, Simai Lu also had a quote who plays Shang-Chi. Um, I'm such a big fan of both characters and the performers that play them, so any collaboration is an opportunity for me to work alongside someone who, in their own way, is breaking barriers at the very top of their game. I think that's what excites me uh, the most as a performer and also a fan. And who knows, they might see something sooner than you think. So it sounds like Shang-Chi might pop up anytime now in the MCU. Mm -hmm. So. Hmm. I'd, do you know what, thinking about this, I'd quite like to see, there was a rumor a little while ago, a few years ago, that we was going to see more sort of team-up movies. And I mean, I mean, small team up movies like, you know, a pair of, yeah. of people. And I think we, we kind of did get that with Ragnarok, didn't we, with Hulk and Thor. Um, and, and I guess that was around about the same time as Civil War. But I don't think you can really count that one. That was more of an ensemble type movie. You know, there was a lot of characters in that. But um, I'd, I'd quite like to see a few more of those things happening where there was small team ups going on, you know, two like or three characters. Like uh, mm. Shang-Chi show up in New World Order, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. to fight alongside Cap. Yeah. Or the, or, whole, or the whole movie. Sorry, Alex, one second. Or the whole movie was just literally about Shang-Chi and I don't know, anybody, uh, just one other person. Do you know what I mean? It was just a movie about those two, mm -hmm. you know, hooking up. I don't know. I uh, Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it'd be really awesome to see, like, a mystical thing, ex uh, like, explored with Doctor Strings, or Doctor Strange and Shang-Chi, because, yep. like, if they did something with, like, you know, the Great Protector and the mystical mm. cities and Doctor Strange and all that kind of stuff, you would kind of have, like, almost two mythos kind of blend a little bit there, you know? You know what would be a, a prime candidate if you show up this year? The Marvels. Because, mm -hmm. remember, Carol's at the in the post credit scene... The beacon, she had to go off somewhere. The whole Bengal thing with Carol. 
Maybe mm-hmm. the bangle and the rings are tied together somewhere, and we see Shang Chi pop up in the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that could happen. Yeah, very true. But yeah. I mean, that's a good example, though, of what I'm talking about. There, I suppose you've you've got Captain Marvel, you've got uh, Photon or Spectre or whatever she's going to call herself, um, and obviously Miss Marvel. That's kind of what I mean. You know, yeah. Other than having so many projects, just have one project with two or three characters involved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We also know that he has ties to San Fran, where, where Scott Lang and Hope and them are. So he could show up. You know, I'm surprised he didn't. You know, no no mention of him in um, in Quantum Mania, but maybe he yeah. shows somewhere else. So mm-hmm. um, from the chat here, I love to see the spy side of Shang Chi, but it seems more like the Iron Fist side of things for him in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that whole spy side of Shang Chi is quite interesting with mm-hmm. like um, with like the British spies that were involved. But I was reading, you know, talk, we, we were talking to Matt and Steve Bird last week and we were saying about that Silver Age of comics. And um, I've read some of that Shang-Chi stuff, some of that older Shang-Chi stuff. And good God, it would need an update. <laughs> it, would, <laughs> it would need an update. It's awfully offensive. <laughs> um, Venom 3, uh, Tom Hardy confirms movie is in pre-production via his Instagram. So Venom 3, the train is on the tracks. Hmm. I wonder whether um, they're going to go down the King in Black route. They could, because they, they kind of teased that with the whole... Um, I bet they do. Yeah, high mentality that Venom was talking about at the end of the last movie, so... I bet they do. I bet it'd be... Uh, I kind of don't want them to, because I think it needs more time than just one movie, but I bet that's what happens. I feel like you're going to get another symbiote movie, just like just you know, like just one symbiote that's just like right. the villain of of right. this one. Like first it was Riot, then it's Carnage, then it'll be yeah. Shriek or something, you know, like. Yeah. And that'll well, be the yeah. She was in the last movie. Yeah. What was the one? What was the one I'm reading? I bought a, last weekend. We went away for the weekend. We we'll always take a book with me if you go away. You know, you never know mm-hmm. if you have a little bit of dead time. And I didn't. T- oh. I didn't take the the book that I had. Um, so uh, I bought a, a, a Venom story, and there was a Bedlam in it. Mm-hmm. So I haven't read much of it yet, but Bedlam seems cool. Mm-hmm. From the chat here, probably Toxin, because they stepped Toxin at the end too with the the cop, mm-hmm. and the, at the very end of that movie as well. So you know, there you go. There's options there, but yeah, hopefully they don't do the King and Black route. Yeah, it needs more. It needs more gravitas than one single movie, I think. And I think you mm-hmm. probably need you probably need Marvel as well to help with that, especially with the Necro Sword and mm. what they've done already with um, Gore and you know and Hela and that kind of stuff. So you're probably gonna need Marvel and some kind of collaboration with that. I would just hate to see that thrown in as like a quick little like three four that, minutes part of a story in like a Venom movie. Like why why just throw it in as just like a quick little like hey just add huge. that in there. Yeah. yeah like you could totally do something a lot better with that. But I. I don't see Sony being like, hey, let's do it this way. They'll just totally just be like, hey, and then there's Null, and then, by the way, then there's the symbiotes, <laughs> and you're like, okay, like, you know. Yeah, okay. what? yeah they, they, they touched on the planets, you know, in the first movie. And this then they is touched what I'm on, saying, though. Yeah, they touched, they the touched, point. they're building it up. They, they touched on the Hive stuff, so build up some more in the next movie. Um, but from the chat here, Stephen Graham was the character in the last movie. Yep, that, that was the cop. Mm-hmm. I like Stephen Graham as well. He's a good actor. Um, X-Men 97. The rumor is they'll be eyeing uh, fall of 2023 release. And it seems that they hope to go for four seasons. Oh, really? So, hmm. Yeah, there hasn't been much talk on animated stuff. So I have no idea on X-97 or what if they could drop at any time. And it sounds like X-97 will be in the fall this year. There was that, there was that gap there. 
you know, after the Marvels, I think. Mm-hmm. Or, be- or before the Marvels. There's that gap. So that'd be a perfect time to do it. Hmm. Speaking of the Marvels, um, according to Studio Insiders, the movie is because Marvel Studios wanted to give more time. Oh, this is for the delay. Um, wanted to give more time to post-production process for the Marvels likely allowing for more time to approve upon the VFX of the film. Hmm. So, That's, You know what? You'd rather them do that, wouldn't you? Yep. Plus, we have spacing now because they changed things up. And so, yeah. Um, there's a new comic series coming out, Ultimate Invasion, um, from yeah. Jonathan Hickman and Brian Hitch. It's coming out in June. The series will feature elements from the Ultimate Marvel Universe, including a focus on the Maker and Miles Morales. Hmm. So. Hickman normally does good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, you know, you always find that when they um, bring around a new comic series, there's meaning in the characters that they're focusing on. You know, and I know we said about who we'd like to be the villain of a Fantastic Four movie, and we said that Reed would make a great hero and a great villain. And bringing mm-hmm. the maker in, and it makes sense with Secret Wars and blah de blah de blah. Uh, you know, they did it with. They said they did it with Fantastic Four when they first announced the new Fantastic Four movie that they were like years ago. It was like, oh look, and Fantastic Four's back in the comics, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe that's something that we need to keep an eye on. Yeah, circling back to the animation stuff um, from the chat here, freshman year has gone scarily quiet. Yes, it has. Mm-hmm. So. King Dynasty, there's a lot here to unpack. Between King Dynasty and then later on when I get to Quantumania, there's a lot here to unpack, so buckle up. Um, (laughs) New rumor indicates that the Avengers King Dynasty director, Destin Daniel Cretton, has been uh, keen on having Hulk, She-Hulk, and Moon Knight as part of the lineup of the new Avengers. Additionally, Marvel Studios, one above all, Kevin Feige would like Charlie Cox's Daredevil to join the lineup. Though he may be willing to wait until Avengers Secret Wars to have him earn his spot. Right now, the lineup is looking like Captain America, Black Panther, Shang-Chi, Moon Knight, Spider-Man, and not one, but two Hulks. Meaning Banner and Walter's Hulks in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And that makes sense why they're trying to fast-track Spider-Man if they're going to bring him back into the lineup of the Avengers. Because they need some kind of story there to bridge... You know, between No Way Home and all of a sudden, hey guys, what's going on? You know, I've been here the whole time, type thing. So that's interesting. No, no plan to use Thor, huh? Or not even so, to think about it. Not so far. Like- but Jeff Loveness did confirm that Tenoch Huerta will return as Namor in the movie. He says, "Namor, man, I'm excited to write Namor." Mm-hmm. I reckon mm-hmm. Thor might uh, might do one of those sort of, you know turn up at the last minute kind of things whether he i'm not saying he'll um win it for him but or a variant thor yeah yeah you know maybe yeah. we get like a old room king Thor, something from like a another universe from the future mm. or something like that you know that just comes yeah. in at the last second makes a like big king, difference like king king for you know when he's when he's older and more wise um, I I wonder whether we're going to get because if we get ca- different Kang variants and all fighting on different levels, I wonder if we're going to get different Avengers teams. You yeah, know, three or four different Avengers teams fighting three or four different Kangs. 
for Thor also, they can have his daughter Thorne being here and kind of a similar scene like we had in Next Avengers where, you know, he kind mm-hmm. of visits her real quick and we see Thor then, but she's doing all the fighting though. Mm-hmm. We can see that as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Jeff Loveness on Jonathan Majors being heavily involved with shaping King. It's hard to even say, I think I'm in the jet lag stage of a press tour, but we're working on it. Destin Daniel Cretton is incredible. I've had a conversation with Jonathan Majors about where he wants to take the character, so it's still very early days. We've got like 40 more movies to go before I get there, but we're cer- <laughs> we certainly got a plan. We're all really excited for the story that we're laying down, so now it's not just uh, on me and my ADHD and my procrastination and uh, all that. So hopefully Kevin doesn't read this. If he uh, is, hey, Kevin, I'm doing great. The pages are just flowing, man. Last, it'll be out next week. <laughs> so, um, Okay. He also talked about he also talked about what's in store for King the Conqueror. I think they've already been killed by Kevin Feige for even taking this. Uh, I've been killed for even taking this interview, <laughs> but we're in the process of figuring that out. I'm so far behind on my Avengers script, but I'll tell you when we got it figured out. We've got a plan, we've got a story, but the goal right now, without giving too much away, is to show the true versatility and passion that Jonathan Majors has. I truly feel like I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I get to write for the most exciting young actor that I've seen in a long, long time. And so the short answer is that I can't say anything, but the big answer is Kang is a legion. So let's see what the legion is like, and let's get a great character performances from the best actor around right now. And I have this feeling, remember um, the Aladdin movies when you had him do all the impressions, you know, mm-hmm. with Aladdin? I feel like we're going to get a Jonathan Majors like that doing different versions of Kang variants in a similar fashion, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I already, I already had that um, <laughs> that image in my head of uh, Eddie Murphy when he does the um, is it the the nutty prof- oh the, the clump the clump family yes yeah, yeah. yeah the clump family yeah yeah that's it yeah already had <laughs> the little clap um, mm-hmm. I already had that vision in my head you know especially when um, they're showing the, the uh, in the post credit scene or the mid credit scene. Um, Immortus and um, uh, Rumble Tut and what who we believe to be Scarlet Centurion. I already had that in my head, you know that that image of Eddie Murphy playing those three characters, and uh, and I yeah, I know what you mean by Aladdin when he sort of yeah. does the different things. Yeah, uh, hopefully it won't be as cheesy as that. Yeah. Um, on characters we won't see, so Jeff Lennon's also addressed that. Yeah, it's definitely a tricky thing, but much like when I took on this Ant-Man job, I can't really focus on that outside stuff. I've just got to lay down the bones of a good story, hopefully, and find the characters that I want to tell it. Um, and then it becomes a game of ping pong with other people. Like whoever, who, uh, like whoever comes on and does Fantastic Four or Blade, I'm probably not even going to use those characters, you know, but it all informs itself. So it sounds like Blade and Fantastic Four are not going to be in King Dynasty at all. Mm-hmm. So when that, does that, that release? Kang, Kang Dynasty is before, isn't it? Yep. Fantastic Four. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic Four is in between King Dynasty and Secret Wars. Which is so weird because it seems like they're just pushing Blade way yeah. on down the road and they put him in Eternals, like talking to Dane Whitman. <laughs> so it's yeah. like. Well, know. I wonder if they're, they're going to oh, keep him for more other things besides this piece, like other stories, like Where by Night, that other side of Marvel instead. But go ahead, Andy. Fantastic Four is before Kang Dynasty. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, February the 14th, 2025. And then Kang Dynasty is supposed to be May 2nd, 2025. Okay. Mm. 
Uh, from the chat here, no Fantastic Four is very disappointing. And maybe this was before they changed the lineup because I remember they, they've been changing the schedule with Marvel. So who knows? Mm. Or maybe he's throwing us off here. But we'll I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he's changed again, though. Yeah. Yeah. And and we just don't know yet. Um, he also says that he is trying to write Kang as the protagonist of Avengers Kang Dynasty, ah. saying secretly it's a Kang movie. Kang mm. movie. So it nice. sounds like the Avengers are going to be the villains. Yeah, movie. come on. There you, you go, Andy. I love that. Yes, yeah. I know. I love it. I love it. I, I love seeing that. I think that's so interesting. You know, it's such a different take on it, isn't it? You know, we see the hero winning all the time, and it's nice to see the villain doing something, or at least if, if he's not portrayed so much as a villain. Which, just to throw an interesting little like curveball out there, I don't know if you guys remember when He Who Remains was talking. He was talking about Eliath was formed by like tears and universes and reality, basically. Sounds like incursions is what created yep. Eliath. Yep. So it's like, you know, we know incursions are happening right now. So it's almost like one of those things where it's like, it's everybody going to be pointing the finger at who's the villain, who's, mm. you know, the hero, you know, almost, you know. So I just had a thought here about this movie. What if the Kang Dynasty is basically the King the Conqueror defeating all the other Kings and becoming the Conqueror? And basically, mm -hmm. it, it's a it's a prequel movie before we get a Secret Wars. Because if you <laughs> think about it, think about it. Because remember, remember this King was the one he even said the story of what the King he was like. That he was trying to save everyone and fix things by mm -hmm. killing, by conquering everybody else. What if that movie, the King Dynasty, is him just doing that, forming his dynasty, and at the end of it, we see him getting pushed off into the quantum realm that we saw in the beginning of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Mm -hmm. See, I actually feel like Victor Timely, that little post credit scene that we saw of him, he's actually the one that makes the technology that basically harnesses Eliath and is the one that makes the TVA and it's named Time Variance Authority after Timely. There you go. He becomes he who remains. And then he he eventually just sits there long enough, plays through the game until he breaks that cycle. Now a new cycle has begun, but it'll be exactly the same cycle as before, where eventually we'll end up with another he who remains sitting at the end, potentially. Mm. Um, Talking about Kang being the protagonist of, of his own movie. Um, if you, um, I know Alex has read it, the um, only myself left to conquer. And he's the hero in that. You, yep. you are mm -hmm. you are cheering him on. <laughs> like you want him to win. And then at the end, when he just it just rolls around, and you're like, ah, oh, okay, I get where this story's going. And that's why I was talking about the loops. I just love a loop. I think they're so interesting. Um, but yeah, he's the hero of that. That's why I think Loki is such a perfect character, is because his character is always caught in loops. So for him to be stuck in a time loop with the TVA, it's so perfect for him because it's so fitting for his character. Mm -hmm. Um, from the chat here, love the idea of Kang being the protagonist, and then I guess to my idea here, ooh, that's an interesting idea. I, I still think they could do that. They could basically go backwards to go forwards. Mm. You know, to kind of show although, us... Or, or, although, we was literally just talking about all the Avengers that are going to turn up in it. Yeah. So they probably yeah. But they might, but they might show you a little bit of it. Who knows? Unless um, there are variants from other universes that were part of it that were trying to defeat him, and mm. he wins. Mm. Um... Thunderbolts news. Steven Yoon um, has cast in a significant role and will be integral to the MCU going forward. So that was earlier in the week. Later in the week, reportedly the role is Sentry. My question is, though, is how could Sentry, Sentry be an integral role in the MCU going forward? Well, 
let's get to your question in a minute, but I just can't see that casting myself. I love Stephen Young. I think he's great, and I really enjoyed him in, in The Walking Dead. I've not seen Nope, but um, uh, I thought he was great in The Walking Dead, and uh, it, he seems like a really good guy, but is he century? I, I don't so. I don't think so. And I like what you said about like he would be a great penance. I could see him yeah. as penance, you know, like I could see him playing that character really well. Um, I'm not really sure what they're doing with this. I feel like, you know, this the sentry is just going to be a hopped up super soldier and he's going to be. Yeah, that can fly. And it's going to be one of those situations where it's like, hey, we gave this one guy the one super soldier serum that's the most <laughs> potent ever. And now he's just like on a on he was on a leash for like 10 seconds and now we can't control him anymore and nobody can. And that's just going to be like he's just going to be a problem throughout the future. But and, but how but if he is sentry again, okay. how is he going to be an integral person going forward? Right. You know, unless they're going to make him part of New World Order and. You know, oh, the rumored War World Hork movie, that kind of stuff, and they, they go to town each other. But you know, and he's like the the anti, or he's like the 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 new Veronica in the MCU to battle on Hulks. What, what is he going to be? It's the armor wars thing. It's the somebody else has a bigger gun now, so now we got to go out and build something mm -hmm. bigger. So this is like where you're going to have probably have like somebody like the Century come about, and you're going to have like people be like, oh, we need gamma monsters now to fight something like the Century. And you're gonna have people try and create those and other super soldier serums and stuff, you know. So nuclear deterrent sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, unless, yeah. Unless this is like post multiverse saga and it's setting up things for like what's next, maybe a mutants, you know? The, and see, maybe he's a mutants deterrent that they're gonna use before they start getting sentinels and other things, maybe. I feel like the mutants are going to end up being, like, the kind of Hail Mary here once, like, all the teams and everybody, like, everybody's got, like, kind of, like, villains and stuff everywhere and all these threats have happened, the blip, the scrolls, all this kind of stuff. They're going to try and lean on mutants and be, like, world governments around the world in the MCU be like, hey, we need to take these mutants hostage, learn how to weaponize them, and then use them to fight incoming threats that might be, like, hostile towards us. Then that'll make that first like big threat to the mutant population in the MCU and cause them to start to be like persecuted and feared by the public. Do you think they could make him instead of him being being um sentry, he could be the Norman Osborne type figure in this movie? What, Stephen Young? Mm-hmm. And not actually playing Norman Osborn. That's not what you mean, is it? Not playing him, but being but no, not playing Norman. Not the whole no, because of the like whole Spider-Man right fire almost. But he could be like a Norman Osborn type figure, like a new character oh, gotcha. based on Norman Osborn in the MCU. Mm -hmm. Right, because that's that, what you're because I can see that being an integral part going forward in the MCU, right? Mm. Yeah, mm. Um, yeah. I'm not sure who's that. Who is that though? new character or someone that we already know that takes the role of Osborne and who, if so who's that do you think know. he could be do you think he could be Tony Masters I don't see that one either I don't think he has a personality for it mm -hmm. I don't think he has a personality for Sentry to be honest but because because I'm just saying that because remember in Black Widow it was a Taskmaster protocol yeah and that means Tony Masters could be out there it could be I think he could probably do that I think he could probably do that role um Look at his voice working, Invincible. Yeah, someone's just said there in a molecule, man. That's what oh, I was thinking. Yeah, that would be cool. That would, and, that, and, that would make sense. That would make perfect that would make sense. sense when it's integral to to, mm -hmm. the, to the role to the MCU going forward. Yeah, or could it be a be, mm -hmm. uh, the Beyonder? But why? But why would the Beyonder show up in Thunderbolts? Thunderbolts. Yeah. yeah, but Molecule Man might. 
Yep, Molecule. That's a great shout out there from the chat. Would yep. we get the Molecule Man and the Beyonder in the MCU? You think, since like both are kind of like very big parts of the Secret Wars stories? I mean, I think one or the other. Yeah, it has to be both. almost. I feel like you know, Molecule Man makes sense. You're putting in the chat. Great thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay, across the Spider Verse now, Tom Holland time. We talk about where Spider Man could show up. Here's a rumor. Um, according to this rumor, Tom Holland's Spider-Man may reportedly make a live-action appearance in Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Jeff Snyder stated that part of the reason the animated sequel was delayed last year was to allow enough time for Tom Holland's scenes to be completed. According to the Insider, Miles Morales could end up going to live-action dimension in animated Miles in a live-action world. In Across the Spider-Verse, where he would meet Holland's Peter Parker. Hmm. That would be wild. Cool. If we saw that at the end of the movie, and yeah. I wonder if you know they're saying that he's going to be an animated person in live action world. Could they actually pull him and become him be live action, and that's how we get Miles Morales in the MCU? Yeah. Or is he going to? Or is it going to be? Is he going to be a bit Roger Rabbit? Maybe. Yeah, that too as well. So it's just weird because we've already seen the Prowler, um, the Uncle in Homecoming, right? Yep, I mean, yep, he was. Yep, that's who um, um, uh, Charles Gambino played. Donald Glover yeah, played. Yep. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Very Roger Rabbit. Yeah, from the chat there. Um, so, but the, the, they didn't really, they just said his nephew. That's all they said. You know, it could have been anybody else. You know, they didn't really say Miles. Yes, I know his nephew is Miles, and that's a big part of it. But they didn't specify. But could, they, could this be a way that they pull him into the live action? Uh, could, maybe could this they. Be maybe the, they I was gonna say, could this be the reason we're not seeing the freshman year stuff? Maybe it like there's like they're just trying to axe that completely and just that, go to yeah. to link that, you know? Yeah. Maybe that could be too maybe, as well. Maybe they'll link in um, Donald Glover. Maybe they'll link this in. Maybe it'll be yeah. like, wait a minute, yeah, um, what's his name? Childish. What's Indian. the uncle's name? Oh, no, no, no. Um, Aaron. Oh, Aaron. Isn't Aaron something? Um, yeah, Uncle Aaron. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll be like, well. Uncle Aaron, okay. you're, you're alive here, sort of thing. I guess um, from the chat here, there's a deleted scene where he says Miles. So oh, wow. there goes my thought there on that one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll have to see yeah. how that plays out when when the cross of Spider Verse. I know I wonder if it's gonna be part one or part two because remember it's two parts. Mm. I, call, I I trust I trust that side of Sony what they're doing over there with that. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be really cool. Looking really yep, looking just, forward to that movie. They should just keep staying on that path and not do anything else. Do all animated. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, I right. think I think they've done enough like Spider-Man projects at this point that they've kind of figured out how to do a Spider-Man project, you know? Like <laughs> I, I like I mean they've made a I lot of Spider-Man done. movies, you know, like yeah. and I mean they've all been pretty decent, let's be honest, nice. you know. So Okay, Quantumania stuff. So buckle up here cuz a lot of stuff from Jeff Loveness here as well. Uh hold on a second before I do this. Uh maybe make him aware of the 616 miles. For this, yeah, that's yeah. a good point too. Come back and there. be like, yeah, I'm gonna go find my versions, yep. version or my universe's version of Miles. Yep. You know, yep. there you go. That's good thinking there. Yeah, Quantumania time. Jeff Loveness, uh, villain that was almost in the film. Oh, 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 man, yeah. I don't think it made it too far. I certainly like Psycho Man. I had, I can't remember. It was so long ago. I mean, MODOK was always in the cards. I was a big proponent of MODOK as well. Peyton and I, from day one, 
Peyton had the idea of making him Darren Cross, which is just incredible. I jumped on that. And that's interesting that he said Psycho Man because because Jane mentioned Subatomica, which is where Psycho Man's from. Mm-hmm. So there you go. He also talked about Modoc. Are you a Simpsons fan at all? Did you ever watch the episode Homer's Enemy with Frank Grimes and all that? I just thought there's such a uh, Frank Grimes quality to Modoc in the way of you have you not seen it? Yeah. Uh, Scott Lang in 10 years, he's Modoc missed so much. Um, there are more of those jokes in the movie, but he didn't even know Scott was an Avenger. He doesn't know he time traveled twice to Captain America. He's he's in love with Hope. Hank Pym respects him. All this stuff, uh, all this stuff has happened, and Darren is just this big flat uh, floating head, or fat floating head. And to play the broken man quality of of that, I thought was really fun. I believe it was Peyton Reed's idea to make Darren Cross into Modoc, but I ultimately jumped on that and pitched real hard on it. I think we find kind of a built that character together. Let me just say, the people who are divided, they're wrong. I will go to the mat for Modoc. I am so happy. And it was such a fight, and it was such a labor of love and passion and all that, just to get comedy balance of this guy. And hey, I'm a big comics guy. I'm sure you are too. We're on the internet. People got opinions. Those mother effers are wrong. I'm sorry you want to do a serious take on Modoc. I played that Avengers game on PS5. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Come back later. So he has a point there. You know, about Modoc, how he did Modoc in the movie. But hopefully, mm-hmm. this is the last of Modoc. Hopefully, we see AIM. You know, AIM's been teased throughout the. Throughout the MCU, a couple times, hopefully we see an actual real Modoc in live action, outs or not in live action, but outside the quantum realm. And this was just a thing for this movie. I, I mean, I, I, go on, Alex. I, I was just gonna say, I think we discussed before that movie came out that Modoc's always been kind of a joke as a character, mm-hmm. and I mean, I feel like that's why Hulu did that really like kind of crappy comedy about Modoc, you know, mm-hmm. and he's always just been kind of just like a, a punchline. He's like, yeah, he's like a fodder villain. It's like he's gonna get defeated defeated at some point. Go get defeated, Modoc. Like you're just the front line, you know, like more or less. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I, I like that that um that idea of the Frank Grimes Frank Grimes and the Simpsons episode. I don't know if you have you seen that episode, you guys where he's he's like he's got everything. It, 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 you know, he goes Hi, how have you got this house? Like you're a bumbling idiot, and you know you look at your beautiful wife, and you eat lobster for dinner. And it's like, I do get that now. Now thinking back on the movie, that's exactly what what he was like, wasn't he? He was like, how have you managed to do this? Look at this, you know. Look at me. I'm just this big floating head, and you're, you know, you're this Avenger, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I didn't mind him. I think they could have still made him funny and still made him like that, but without I don't know. I just didn't quite hit for me personally. It's kind of kind of cringy at times. No doubt yeah. was you know yeah it's just the whole stop being a dick Darren thing. The the <laughs> the like dying as an Avenger thing I thought was funny when he like reaches out and he starts rubbing him with his hand. I was like, dude, what is going on here? Like this is so strange. <laughs> like you know like it, so do you weird. know what the whole his whole character was just strange wasn't it mm-hmm. it was just odd it just it was just something odd about it, it just made you feel uneasy the whole time the whole time he was on screen mm-hmm. uneasy well and scott here's it and this is where I, I might be a little bit confused here but scott wasn't an avenger when cross went into the quantum realm no. right so how did cross know that he was an avenger or no of the avengers yeah or no of the avengers yeah you good know. point um, he also addressed the mid credit scene. 
The main theme to get across is that the king is many things, but he's not a liar. All the hints, threats, and warnings he was giving Scott in the middle of the movie turned out to be very true. And Ant-Man, the Wasp, and the whole family barely survived beating just one of these kings. So what the hell are the Avengers going to do against a thousand kings? On the villain level, we saw how bad Jonathan Majors was as one king. So who was who was bad enough to beat him? Who's the, the Kublai Khan to the Genghis Khan of the Kang Dynasty? Who is the Caesar Augustus to the Julius Caesar of the Roman Empire? Who was clever and cunning enough to take out the dictator of the Kang Dynasty? So it's a bit of an exponential step up. And it's a way to show the Avengers are in way over their head. They just don't know it yet. He also said, we, we want it to, uh, to sort of give a tiny taste of the potential of what some of those Kang variants are in brief nods to Pharaoh Romatut, Scarlet Centurion, and Immortus. Right there we have confirmation where there was speculation, was it Iron Lad, was it Scarlet Centurion, you know, was it somebody else, the, you know, Kid Immortus. There's confirmation. Scarlet Centurion is the third one in that scene. Makes sense. Yep. I kept on calling him the High Kang Evolutionary because he looked like a mix <laughs> between you. the High Evolutionary and Kang. But it's funny that because Scarlet Centurion is kind of the punchline too, right? He's kind of the, not like the he, not, he's, he's like a like lackey. Like, yeah, he, like an, he's like an inferior variant. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting that he's the third one of the of the three man of the council. And he's always the one that sort of you, you know you will be me one day. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like the yeah. other Kangs always say, oh, you, you're going to be me one day, so you've got to learn the ropes almost, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can tell that Immortus is like the oldest one of them yeah. all. He's got that old ancient Sith Lord vibe kind of going but, about yeah. it, you know? Sith Lord, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. He also talked about Loki season two in the post credit scene, the second post credit scene. Uh, not direct writing. We had discussions with them, and there's an overarching theme. But no, that team had already been working on their stuff, and it will certainly come into play in future movies. But I wrote the mid-credit scene, and that's the tease, which it should be the post-credit scene, not the mid one, because it was the very last one. And that's a tease of the next King appearance. Uh, so I haven't written for Owen Wilson yet, but perhaps one day. So it sounds like that scene was not directly part of Loki Season 2, and that that set up something in the future, possibly Secret Wars maybe, or something else. But it doesn't sound directly tied to season two of Loki. Mm -hmm. oh. I, I, I was wondering whether that was um, a scene from Loki season yeah. two or like whether it was specifically written for Quantum Mania. And it sounds like the latter is true. Well, and based on that Loki season two trailer, it almost seems like he goes back into the system again as being like a TVA, like who's been incarcerated, like a TVA person who's been incarcerated and is getting ready to go back through the motions that he went through at the beginning of season one. And in that like post credit scene, he's talking to Mobius like he's like, this is the guy we've been looking for this whole time. So it seems like there's maybe quite a bit of of stuff that's happened between those two points so yeah. i wonder i wonder if we jump back to that at the end of loki season two and that's yeah. what leads us into secret wars mm -hmm. or maybe even king dynasty yeah yeah it almost loki seems season... like it, i was just gonna say it almost seems like loki's going back in time like looking for hints for something yeah. trying to figure something out almost you know because yeah. loki season two is this summer isn't it yes okay yeah so there yeah. you go. I like I like that though, Alex. He's 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 almost like got to do detective work across time, mm -hmm. and work out how he's become so powerful, and you know where he's popped up throughout time. Is there's, there's sort of a, a chase 
over the time and over the multiverses as to where he's gained his power and what the sort of what moment it was that you know Kang kind of took control. Mm-hmm. Which it's funny, you know, we saw Loki kind of doing that with the mortals with like the DB Cooper stuff and stuff like throughout yes. time, kind of messing with people and being like in history and people not knowing it was Loki the whole time. So it's like kind of the same thing can happen with it. Yeah. with kang yeah he's got to yeah. go and find out where kang was in all these times yeah yeah which i think this is a, a big hint that we'll see loki go from movie to tv to back mm-hmm. to movie possibly because this sounds like this that him and owen wilson will be possibly in king dynasty or they gotta Wars. be surely yeah. surely if he makes it out alive he's which he always does um then he's got to be in kang dynasty hasn't he mm-hmm. he also addressed changing the ending of the movie um, yeah, I mean, uh, certainly in these Marvel movie, Marvel rooms and all that, you certainly uh, game out all these stories and you pitch them out. You write them out and you're trying to land the best puzzle piece because there's so many characters in the ensemble. Certainly you see what people are saying online, but on paper and then just in your heart, and as much as you can see that point about sta- uh, stranding Scott and Hope down there, stranding Scott and Hope down there or whatever, at the end of the day, you're just repeating the same boat from the second movie. This just was a hurdle that you couldn't eventually get over. And then also it kind of affects Avengers in the same way of, well, then you're just going to do the same exact beat from Endgame as well, getting out of the quantum realm. And I don't think that would be a satisfying finale that people may think it would be, which which you didn't have to, strand, you know, keep them down there stranded, you know? You, they could get out. Like that, that point where where um, Cassie and Janet and Hank get out present day, right? Mm-hmm. When Janet comes back to help Scott, I'm sorry, when Hope comes back to help Scott defeat Kang, then they go through the door, they should have went in, the, in King Dynasty or somewhere else. That would mm-hmm. have been a better ending. They still get out. So you don't have to be playing the same thing, but they're in a different part of, of the universe then. Mm-hmm. So you, you yeah. still could have done and, that. And to say it's repeating the same thing that happened at the end of Ant-Man and Wasp, isn't wrong but they also repeated the same which we've just found well not found out but worked out tonight they repeated the same thing that happened at the end of ant-man with mm-hmm. the with the with the villain getting yeah. shrunk down and mm-hmm. disappeared into something and then they go off and have a have a party it's like it's like that episode of rick and morty with the microverse and then the miniverse inside of the microverse you know it's like they shrunk Modok down into the quantum realm and then within the quantum realm is another realm another that realm. they've shrunk you know this version of kang into now so it's like, always okay. always reminds me of that uh, that scene in um animal house where um uh donald sutherland he's he's talking he's talking to the guys and they're all stoned out of their minds and he's saying imagine if there was a you know universe on the end of your fingernail <laughs> and then the guys are like <laughs> just staring at or, their fingers or like that locker that they open up the, at the end of um it, it, men, men in black, black. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the little cat's necklace or whatever that it wears yeah it's got yeah. a whole universe in it too and they throw the marbles into the bag don't they and then there's the big the big aliens at the end playing and the you the galaxy is in the marble and then there's mar- loads of marbles in a bag and then you see huge aliens taking the marbles out and flicking marbles about but then you know you've only got to look at your own world like our world for that you know, you look at ants and everything's scaling. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he also addressed no major deaths, but certainly you go through all these permutations. And then at the end of the day, though, I think I don't want to kill Michael Douglas at a certain point. And it feels like <laughs> to kill someone in the third movie. And I actually felt the joy of this movie was having a bit of joyful adventure. 
Fellowship of the Ring, only one guy died. He kind of deserved it, but you're not uh, killing off Pippin. Mm. Killing off Pippin and Return of the King would have just bumped everybody out. If Gimli gets his head ripped off by a troll, that's not going to be great. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but there's got to be stakes, isn't there, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he also addressed on what inspired Kang. I'm a deep comic book guy, too. It sounds like you are as well. I took a lot, obviously, from Kang in the comics, uh, but to me, the best version of this is Chris Claremont's Magneto. That is a man who is on a crusade, and your morally or and your morality does not matter to him because he knows the deeper truth. You have not lived his life. You have not been through uh, the things. There's a line that King says, when you see, uh, when you can see time the way I do, you don't get to close your eyes. And there's also a, a guilt uh, to it as well because he says that time is broken. Janet mm-hmm. challenges him and says, well, who broke it? And he says, I did. And that, that'll be something for Avengers or whatever. But he is almost is broken. He's looking out the broken window of the multiverse and of all his variants causing it. Him causing it and realizing, almost like America looking at the climate change. Oh boy, I think we left the AC on a little too long. <laughs> I think we better do something about this. He's certainly in a crusade against himself and his other selves didn't like that too much, so they got rid of him. Mm. So that's an interesting statement there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, it, it just makes me remember um, Jonathan Major's uh, performance. It was very tragic, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was a really tragic performance all, uh, uh, up until sort of the last third of the movie when he, he started becoming a bit aggressive. But uh, the whole time he was talking to Janet, he was very, you know, had that, like I say, tragedy about him, didn't he? Yep. He had a sort of uh, charismatic nature to him at first and it was like almost like he was like trying to work towards common goals with her until she realized that he really wasn't you know and but i suppose actually you you're absolutely right he, he was very charismatic then he was very tragic and then he was very aggressive mm-hmm. you know it was sort of like i'm gonna be charismatic until i get what i want then when she finds me out i'm gonna try and not necessarily get the sympathy vote but you know, go down that route, and then when people still aren't listening, that's when I'm going to get angry. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those interesting scenarios where it's like, had Janet would have let him die, none of that would have happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, but she saved yeah. his life not knowing, and then created that monster, too, mm-hmm. in the quantum realm, so. Mm-hmm. He also addressed leaning, learning in the, uh, leaning in the King Dynasty, uh, but certainly it's up in the air, but I think for these bloodthirsty fans, there's a little movie called Avengers, the King Dynasty, I think he'll bring the heat. Mm-hmm. So, you uh, yeah, I think, I think King Dynasty is all cards on the table at that point. You, you know, it's like Terminator Judgment Day or something, something like that. <laughs> you know? yeah. Hopefully we're going to get left with that same feeling that we was left with after Infinity War. Yep, exactly. This is, this is, I think King Dynasty will be this saga's Infinity War, especially mm. the ending. I feel like at the end of King Dynasty, we're going to end up with the entire multiverse destroyed. And that's going to be that feeling of like at the end of Infinity War when the snap happened and everybody like loses. It's going to be that feeling of like all is lost kind of type of thing. Yeah. And then, you know, it'll, it'll, it, I mean, that's the only way you can almost one up that in my mind. And, and then doom to the rescue. Mm hmm. To play, yeah, to, to create one universe that's, you know, going to work for everybody and keep everybody alive battle world 
Um, Peyton Reed also has some things to address about the movie. He said on Scott being chosen by Avengers to tell Thanos' story. As we see Scott at the beginning of Quantumania, he's sort of looking to the past. He's looking in the rearview mirror a little bit. He's actually written a book. He was chosen by the Avengers to write the official account of the battle against Thanos. And I'll tell the story about how he became a hero. So... Hmm. I wonder. I wonder which Avengers chose him. A good question. Because Tony weren't around, Steve weren't yeah. around. You know who who was it that chose him to do it? Who called him Tic Tac? Anthony Mackie's. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The new captain did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Sam. Maybe. Sam Wilson. Mm-hmm. So it looks like this movie's not probably going to make a half billion dollars. You know, it's still hovering below that. But there's been a report of anonymous Marvel Studios insider on the movie. Marvel takes something away from the from movie, including Black Panther, including Avengers. I can say we're probably proud of the film. Jonathan Majors does a fantastic job as Kang. It's the movie we want to make. Box office is what it is, but it's not going to stop people from going back to the theaters. So. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, how much did it cost to make? 200 million dollars something mm-hmm. like that i should imagine yeah. and if it's gonna make four and a half million dollars it's not bad not yeah, it's, bad it's return the, yeah, it's in the fours now i think isn't it is it or something yeah threes? I, uh, I think it's like i think it was like 379 last okay. i checked or something like yesterday or something. so yeah, yeah it's profitable and it'll probably make 450 million dollars which isn't too shabby um i mean i was just so the, my closest um cinema complex is a cine world and City World has closed down in America, didn't it, last year? And uh, it, they've just announced bankruptcy and they're going to close down over here as well. So lots of cinemas are closing down. So not only are people not going for whatever reason, maybe because it hasn't recovered from COVID or, uh, you know, there's not so many cinemas to go to. Um, but I never said that. There have been a few There have been a few big box office hits so far this year, haven't there? You know, Avatar. Top top I mean, yeah. look at No Way Home. I mean, that came out post-COVID and that made $2 billion. I mean... Yeah, I mean, that was effectively a sort of, you know, it was a multiverse movie almost, wasn't it, as well? Mm -hmm. And I honestly feel like for this Ant-Man movie, I think the first one made over $500 million. The second one made like over $600 million. Like, it's kind of scary to not, you know, clear that as a third film in the trilogy, you know? But do you almost wonder, since we are having theater closings and the theater landscape is changing, that if they almost go back to do something like they do with Black Widow and do a simultaneous Disney Plus release for a premium fee, you know, not like, like double the price what they did for Black Widow for you to watch in the comfort of your own home. I wonder if that's going to come back around at some point. Mm. Yeah, I think you might be right, to be totally honest. I think you really, I do think you might be right. Mm-hmm. They might end up going down that route. Like a hundred mm-hmm. bucks. You, you can get it early for a hundred bucks and you're in your, on Disney Plus. And and the issue is is they almost have to put a project or a movie on Disney Plus within a certain amount of time after a movie releases because if they don't then it might connect to the previous one that just came yeah. out. So it's like yeah. every three months, like if it's three months past the project's release, it's almost got to be on you know Disney. That's a good Plus. point. And that could be also really why the change of schedule too, while they're stretching things out too, because maybe they want to extend the movie theater life as well. Yeah, and I wonder, but then I wonder because they are, I mean, how long it was, Black Panther wasn't long. It was only a couple of months, wasn't it? And it was out on Disney Plus. 90 days, maybe? Yeah. Wow, really? I'm I'm trying to think, yeah. 
I think it came so, out in November and it was on Disney Plus like the first February, week of February or something. Nine, yeah, yes. it's on nine that's right. That's yeah, right. It's it like was. 45 days. Yeah. yeah. So so I wonder whether um, if, if you went to see it once at the cinema, you know, on, on opening week, and then you thought that was a good movie, I'd like to go back and see that again. I'd like to see that again. And then you kind of went, oh, hold on. It's going to be out on Disney Plus in eight weeks. You know, I'll just wait. And then you don't go back to the movie, the, the center again. And the reason it comes out that quickly is because what you just said, Alex, it might actually connect to the next show, mm-hmm. which is going to be on Disney Plus. So they need to release it on Disney Plus before that show comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, plus the other side of that is, is even if it doesn't connect, Marvel wants you to think that it does connect. So they <laughs> want to put it on there. So that way you'll go and watch that before yeah. you go and watch that one. Because like the whole idea is this is a completely interconnected universe. Everything connects. So you should go and watch the last project too, you know? Mm. Yeah. So I suppose I wonder whether that's, that's, that's causing some sort of uh, disparity in in those figures you know people not going back to the cinema because they know that it's going to be on disney plus very shortly i mean it's not like the old days where those films used to come out on the old days when it used to come out on the dvd or or, or video even before then or um or blu-ray or whatever when you was it was like a year later wasn't it almost mm-hmm. now you're talking two months and they're out on on a streaming service that most well millions and millions hundreds of millions of people have got mm-hmm Next thing, Disney, Disney Plus will be cracking down on password sharing or something like that. <laughs> that'll that'll be happening here soon. Um, Elizabeth Olsen addressed uh, uh, her return of Scarlet Witch. Um, she said, "Well, honestly, if I were to tell you exactly what I would want, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I think I would be spo- uh, spoiling something because <laughs> Kevin Five generally asks us what we want to do with, with the character, and then he does it. So I don't know if I can share." But I just want to come back. So So what she wants is what Fyke's done by the sounds of it. Or is doing, because yep. Or he's mm-hmm. doing, yeah. Because if she shares it, if she tells you what she wants, then she'll be spoiling something, which means that it's happening. Yep. <laughs> so I wonder what she wants. I guess they'll return her own movie. You know, there's hints of a solo project, you know, is she gonna show up in Vision Quest or you know, somewhere else? Mm-hmm. So Armor Wars, you know, t- Tony called her a nuke. You know, uh-huh. in um, Civil War. So, uh-huh. um, I forgot to mention one thing back in my notes about Across the Spider Verse. Deadpool actor uh, Karan Sony, who plays Dupendor, mm-hmm. has reportedly been cast as the voice of Spider Man India. In the DP. Film. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I, I, like thought about to, I thought you were about to say he's going to be in Deadpool 3. I was uh-huh. about to be so excited. No. I was like, dude, that's awesome. There's no news on that one yet. But speaking of yeah. Deadpool 3, um, Hugh Jackman has described the role as a dual role hunting multiple Wolverine variants in Deadpool 3. So nice, he's gonna do yep. his Eddie Murphy impression now. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> different variants of Wolverine. I wonder if we'll finally see the proper suit in a film. Which I mean, we kind of we kind of saw that a little bit in Logan too, because he was fighting another version of himself in Logan. Yeah. So it kind of sort of picks up from that even though i know it's separate but i mean it's sort of kind of similar i guess you know that was over a clone though not a variant yeah but i mean it's yeah. similar-ish you yeah, know true. like you know i wonder also- if he, yeah i wonder if he, he's gonna end up fighting himself i wonder if him and deadpool hook up like a version of him hook up and they go to different universes and then he's fighting his own like different variants of that'd be cool mm-hmm 
Um, also for you, Andy, filming will be in London and Vancouver. Ah, cool. um, filming will start in May in London and will be in Vancouver in the fall. Cool. I should imagine that being Pinewood or somewhere over in the uh, north or west. Um, wicked. Very good. Moving on to New World Order. We're almost done here. I know a lot of news today, but we're like two weeks of news here. So <clears throat> we're almost there. Home stretch. Um, Anthony Mackey on script security. Like today, I literally, I'll show you the email. I got my script today. Haven't read it. Haven't opened it. I just got my pass. I haven't got my passcode to the website that lets you go to the website. Um, we literally got a passcode to a website that gives the location to meet the person to sign, to sit with a computer and read our script. They don't, <laughs> yeah, they don't trust nobody. And it's always like some 21 year old intern and he, he just hates you. You know, he's sitting there eating Cheetos and he's like, read faster, you know. And I'm like, I'm dyslexic. And he's like, I don't care. Like, it's, oh, it's a whole thing. So yeah. that's how they're going to security now with the, the scripts of these movies. Wow. Good. Good. Um, I hate script leaks. Yeah. I actually, I actually really, I, dis, I really disliked, I really dislike script leaks. I dislike bootleg trailers. And those kind of, you know, those sort of dodgy angle things from a comic con, I think they just take so much of the um, magic out of it. That's not what I mean, but the suspense. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I just don't like them. Yeah, I agree. According to Midgard Times, uh, Captain America: New World Order begins principal photography in March twenty March twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. So this month. It is expected to wrap production after 116 days on July 21st, 2023. Filming will take place at Trillis Studios in Atlanta, and the production will take place under Change Up Productions, LLC. The production will take place parallel to Agatha, Coven of Chaos, Daredevil Born Again, Wonder Man, Deadpool 3, Blade, and Thunderbolts. Hmm. So, a lot of irons in the fire right now with Marvel, even though we won't mm. see some of these projects until 2024 and 2025. Yeah. I think um, they might they might sort of double down though on 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 filming because they kind of maybe use a, a location or a studio and they kind of take that whole studio. You find you see that a lot in construction, don't you? Where you know um, uh, you'll you'll go down a road and it'll be the same company doing the driveway on ten different houses down that road, and it's because they can take all their stuff from that one road and just use it all in one go, and they won't be anywhere else, and then they'll just go to another road and do stuff in another road, and that's probably the same as this, you know, Marvel go, right, we're going to hire out Pinewood Studios, for example, and they'll just record everything there, and they've got all their guys there, all their stuff there, and then, you know, they go from, they go from that, you know, point. It's, it's also easier, too, that if you have any characters crossing over to multiple projects, they're, there. they're already there. No more about yep. scheduling, that kind of stuff, or delays from scheduling. So Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, Madam Web, and this has been, you know, kind of rumored for a while, but Sydney Sweeney is reportedly going to be playing Spider-Woman Julia Carpenter. And the more, the, the more stuff about this was saying that it sounds like Olivia Wilde's project is still in the works, and that's going to be Jessica Drew's Spider-Woman for her project. Uh -huh. Because this this news specifically stated it's not Jessica Drew. Olivia Wilde is still working on that project from what I was reading over about this uh this news. So. That's somebody I'm really excited to see, Jessica Drew. Mm -hmm. It's probably she's probably one of the the last characters that's left that I'm really excited to see. I think she's a great character. Um I, I've always been spoken about the Walking Dead a little bit tonight, but I've always fancied um Lauren Cohen to play Jessica Drew. The, the, 
girl plays Maggie. That'd be awesome. Maybe give, she'd I give it a job. I think she'd just do a really good job. I think she she looks the part. She's got that kind of she's got that nice sort of pretty look about her, but she can be, you know, hard as nails as well and get down to business when she needs to. She's got that kind of authority about her as well. I think she'd be great. Mm-hmm. So I say the very best for last. So hmm, go on in. Universal rights are being discussed oh. out there recently. And specifically, the rights around Hulk and Namor. Um, Wall Street analyst states Disney can potentially acquire full rights back to Hulk and Namor as early as January 2024. Uh, Jason Bazinet from Wall Street uh, says, following fiscal Q1 of 2023 results, we believe the company is less interested in a mass market DTC offering. This raises the possibility that Disney may sell its stake in Hulu. Because remember, mm-hmm. they're part owners of Hulu's with Comcast. While Disney owns all Marvel IP, Universal has distribution rights to Hulk and Namor. As such, if Disney makes a Hulk or Namor film, Comcast can distribute the film on Peacock. If Hulu is sold, Disney may use this as an opportunity to secure these distribution rights back. Meaning, it sounds like they don't they sell their stake in Hulu and then use that money to buy the distribution rights back from Universal. That way, they don't have to worry about who distributes Hulk and Namor films. Hmm. So, I mean, is is their stake in Hulu worth potential projects of Hulk and Namor? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the Hulk might be a billion. Like, you could do a World War Hulk movie, and that'd be like a billion dollar. That's a billion movie. dollar franchise, right there. Yeah, yeah. Like, you totally could. <clears throat> Namor is like one of the strongest characters from Phase Four, so I'm not saying it wouldn't, but I'm just saying, you know, is selling hulu worth that much for those two you know but if you think about it though oh are you still talking could you cut out there i don't want to make sure are you done me no uh alex i'm good okay what makes <laughs> you think though because think about recently though so remember the news a, a couple weeks back where they're not doing any more marvel branding on hulu it, it sounds like this is already a motion for hulu and disney to have a divorce right mm-hmm. it sounds like started. yeah it sounds like disney already has one foot out the door with hulu and I wonder if that means that projects like um, Hitmonkey and uh, Modoc and even the um, Hellstrom, Cloak, Hellstrom oh. Cloak and Dagger, yeah. if all those films will end up over on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus now. Plus. Also remember, too, is that the whole Hulu Disney Plus thing is only in North America. It seems, mm-hmm. I, I think, not in North America, in the Dis- U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like everywhere, that. yeah, it sounds like you have stars everywhere else in the world. For that part of Disney Plus, so I wonder now that Disney has the whole parental content control there, they get rid of Hulu, they pull everything in Disney Plus, and then bring those rights back. I think that's probably their play going forward mm-hmm. um, with this. I, I mean, like you said there about the uh, the whole World War Hulk story arc. I mean, there's there's three movies there easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a trilogy of Hulk movies that you could play with that 100. percent and there'd be no better way to do a Hulk movie in the MCU than to do it with that, you know, yeah. than to like officially get a very good Hulk movie the way that the MCU would want. Start with that. And yeah. you, you could do a, a Namor film as well. You don't think about mm-hmm. it. I know, I know Andy mentioned that for the next uh, Black Panther movie is do a siege type thing on Wakanda. You know, they could do a joint, they could do make that Namor film. Maybe they find out about Talakan. And they do a siege on Talakon potentially, mm-hmm. right? You know that could be a whole Namor film, or they, they could do all kinds of things with Namor, right? Yeah. So 
Yeah, I agree with Alex. I think, you know, no more. Tanak Huerta was one of the standouts for me in Phase 4. To be honest, mm -hmm. in the MCU of the mm -hmm. last 10 years, to be totally honest. Um, so, yeah, I'd pay to see a Namor movie for sure. Mm -hmm. and, and I understand that we've had, like, an Incredible Hulk movie, but I just don't think it was as good as it could be if they did, you know, something now, you know? Yep. It, and I understand it's part of the MCU, but it's just that movie is so long ago and so much different <laughs> than what the Hulk is now, you know, in the MCU. Because so, it's not just yeah. Hulk, it's She-Hulk and what other Hulk characters, right? There were, used to be that whole diagram mm -hmm. of, um, of what characters they owned. But mm, is, yeah. it, is it a is it abomination also? I think it's any Hulk related character they own. So abomination, the leader, mm -hmm. um, you know who else? I think that I think that circle is getting smaller now though, and I think also um, just going back to the Hulk himself, I think he needs a bit of a rebranding, and I think maybe they're waiting for the rights to come back to them before they do that. Mm -hmm. you know they're almost like we don't want to make a world war hulk movie now because we can't distribute it and we don't we've got the hulk like this and we can't do it anyway so we're just going to wait until we can turn the hulk back till we can find a reason to turn him back to world war hulk hulk and then do that movie I right, just, here, I... here it is here it is so it looks like the universal because the whole diagram there's a circle about uh, a few characters so the leader she hulk abomination general ross betty ross and hulk and namer right yeah i just i feel like in the mcu i feel like the whole it's kind of gotten the sideline as a character yeah. you know and i feel like for him with projects and everything i feel like she hulk has had more of a plan for her character than the hulk ever has in the mcu mm -hmm. and the hulk's been in so many projects so i i guess like for me like it would just be nice to see him like not not just like thrown in there to punch some things like you know and give him a project that he can kind of stand out in let bruce yeah. banner kind of stand on his own a little bit let mark ruffalo get his own project you know yeah sure yeah i sent you guys in the chat the the, the old diagram of course the fox stuff is now back with disney mm -hmm. but the hulk and the spider-man stuff still you know don't um aren't owned yet by Fully buy Marvel, and then that, I guess that that also probably mean um, his son as well, Scar. Um, Scar, also that we saw. It's so. it's funny how in the MCU we've got all these like families forming, like we have the Ant Man family basically forming, the Hulk family, you know, kind of like Thor's got his daughter now. It's like everybody's getting their own little like group of people together, you know. That's what happens, mates. Yeah. They grow up. <laughs> well i mean like <laughs> I, I yeah I, I mean like but it's just like you know it's like hulk's cousin she hulk and then his child like thor taking gore's daughter you know like so it just yeah uh are we good yeah we are good now that was we a long episode good. we're just under two a, hours but like you said we've, we've had a couple of weeks of news obviously we had the uh, guests on last week so we had some stuff to catch up on um, and we obviously spent a good portion of the beginning of the show talking about our rebranding. Uh, we'll be back next week fully rebranded. Um, we're going to see all of that rebranding going on over all of our channels over the next couple of days. Um, the groups, the pages, the new page will be live very, very shortly. Um, and uh, yeah, some exciting stuff coming up this year, hopefully. Um, any last words? Perfect. Jaren, where can I get us? You can find us on, well, today it's Marvel Evolution in these places, but these will be updated with new branding. 
but you can find us on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, on Facebook page and group, on um, Trovo, and on Instagram as well. Awesome. Great job. It's been a pleasure, guys. Um, we'll be back next week. Take care. See you next time. See you later. <laughs>